problem think it might be all in your head talk with the counselor or maybe a psychic instead doesn't matter how you roll when life has taken such a toll clenching fist along with your screams I'm here to heal your mind and we are here to heal your soul time to follow your dreams side by is Diane Katz and she's a mental health professional and we're working to get people the help and healing they need every week side by side. Diane, welcome. Welcome, Sheena. Side by side. It's great to have you here, my friend. So you were the one that actually pitched the idea of this show to me. So when you first saw this show, what did you envision it being? And is that what we're doing right now? Yeah, I, you know, you're a fabulous psychic. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a show where guests come on and you express your perspective as a psychic and I, you know, say my perspective as a mental health educator. And it would just be, you know, two different sides, kind of the East meets the West, even though we're both from a holistic standpoint. But I just thought it would be really, really wonderful if we could give, you know, our people who are suffering or have issues a different perspective that they haven't thought of. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the healing process, and I consider myself a a spiritual and energetic healer. um, The healing process, I think, in anything is one part psychological and one part spiritual. Because for me, you can't have one without the other. And today on the show, we're talking about grief. And especially when you talk about grief, right? Because you love somebody who's literally going from being a physical emotional, psychological being to becoming solely a spiritual being. And that spiritual connection changes as somebody becomes not earthbound. Um, I don't know how we can heal ourselves without healing mind, body, and spirit and, and emotionally and spiritually at the same time. And I always tell all of my clients, you should have a spiritual counselor and you should also have a mental health professional that you work with because there are two sides of you that need to get healed, right? Oh, I absolutely agree. You know, it is mind, body, spirit. You have to be balanced in all three areas to really be your best self. Absolutely. And and I think also for us, it's an interesting story about us, right? We've known each other for like 30 years through the music business and the journalism world. Um, we didn't know until after you pitched this show to me and we started talking more that we grew up three blocks away from each other in Huntington Beach, California. That's wild. And, um, both of us had moms who were our best friends and only also incredibly spiritual people. So they were our psychological and our spiritual teachers. Yes. And we both have lost our moms. And I always say to people when they come to me for grief counseling that your life is going to be wonderful, but it's never going to be the same. 
And I think you have to think about that as you move forward. Even now I'm tearing up as I say that. And I'm the OG in the group today because my mom will be gone eight years in March. Wow. Um, she's been gone the longest of, of everybody we're going to talk to today. Um, but uh, it's, it's never the same. And I think sometimes part of the process that makes the grieving worse is that you're always trying to recreate that life when they were alive. And that's not going to happen. But you can go on with their spiritual guidance and have a wonderful life. You can you don't have to be miserable forever because it's not what they want. Right. 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 Yeah. It is a whole different world being without my mother. You know, she was my best friend and we chose to do the, the show now because it, it is her birthday month and her yes. birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Happy birthday, mama cats. And we just thought it would be a really good time to do the show and talk about grief because I've experienced, you know, she's been gone about a year and I've experienced a lot of grief, but I've also walked through it and I'm coming out on the other side now. And I've had some spiritual experiences myself with the whole, the whole grief thing in my mother, but I would really like to talk to others and see what their stories are and see if we can help them. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful and a hundred percent. Um, and, and also it helps us, right? Because I have a healer friend that says, when you give a healing, you get a healing. And I think every time you share a conversation with somebody, you help someone, you share healing with them. It also heals you because it's an ongoing process. And, and certainly in our time together, we'll probably do 50 shows about grief. This one is particularly about <laughs> the loss of your mother and particularly about, because all our people today are women about mothers and daughters, what it's like to lose your best friend, who's your mom. Right. And, you know, and it's interesting that you said that because I've always believed we teach what we want to learn. And so here yes. we are, you know, we're expressing ourselves and we're teaching, but we're learning as well, just like you said. I think it's beautiful. Absolutely. And there's nobody I would rather be doing this with than you, my friend. I'm so glad we're here. Oh, that's awesome. Same so here with you. So let's bring on um, uh, my friend, Isabel. So Isabel has, I'm so honored that she's here with us. She has just lost her mom this month. And I know what condition I was in when I had just lost my mom. Yeah. And so I, I think it's so important she's here because of that. But I also think she's a rock star for being here because I know how difficult that is. So Isabel, welcome to the show with us. We're so happy that you're here. Welcome, Thank you, Isabel. Gina. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, I, I was shocked. And, and, and Isabel will tell you, Diane, when I texted her about it, I was sort of like, it's okay to say no, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but because I didn't want you to feel like, because you, you can't deal with any pressure at this time in your life, right? You just have to live day by day and keep breathing. Is that sort of how you feel right now, Isabel? Yes. And, and certainly when you asked me, I said yes. And, and it was, it was, you know, it was okay. And now as I'm listening to you, I certainly feel you know, the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, my mother passed away on January 9th. Mm. And he would have been 93 on January 14th. So yeah. just a, you know, a little bit shy of, of, uh, you know, such a, such a long, long life. And yeah. That was, that was just recently, not, not a year ago, correct? No, it was two Correct. Weeks. January 9th, uh, wow. this year, he just passed. Ooh. Yeah, you must yeah. Be raw. Was, I'm honored to say that I knew and loved your mom, and she was a, a very fiery spirit. And, <laughs> um, I she she's going to haunt you for a long time because she's still a fiery spirit. 
Um, for you, what has been the secret for you getting through the last, the last couple of weeks? I mean, it's been, it's two weeks today, right? Yes. And, uh, I don't know that, you know, I'm any closer to having any understanding of, of the grief process. I think, you know, for the first three or four days, I felt a heaviness, um, and I just slept. I was just exhausted. And I think the, the last six month, six months of caring for her, were especially challenging with her dementia. And mm-hmm. I just was so tired that I didn't expect that once she passed to feel this heaviness. It was almost like, you know, I was in this um, state of having to take care of everything, having to, to everything to be okay, and just having yep. to continue to move forward and manage all the different aspects of her care and be as present as I could um, while also, you know, having a career as well. Um, Only because I didn't have that luxury of just, you know, you know, being completely available hundred percent of the time um, that once she passed, it was, it was just like all of this stuff just hit me. So I I literally slept for like three or four days. Um, And then I was able to kind of come out of that and, and really start to process that. And uh, it was, it has been pretty, pretty tough, pretty overwhelming. Um, you know, Isabel, and- you're going to, you're going to go through an array of emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's several stages of grief and you're in the very, very beginning one, uh, usually, which is denial, but I don't think that's your case. Um, and so you're going to, you're going to go through so many emotions, just be gentle with yourself and know that grief is a process and it's mm-hmm. going to take what it takes. But do not spend all your time grieving if you could take a certain time, maybe every day. You know, you, you might not be there yet because it's only been two weeks. But when you get to this point, make a grief hour. Make a time mm-hmm. that you can go feel all your feelings. And then at the end of that time, it could be two hours, it could be one hour, whatever you want. At the end of that time, tell yourself, okay my grief time is over for now and I need to try to move on and do things, you know, that I need to do right here in the mm-hmm. present moment. Cause that's really all you have, you know, all you can deal with is the present moment when you're grieving. It's just, you know, I know what you're going through and especially as a caregiver, you know, I was a caregiver right. for my mother too. So yeah, it was also that that's a double whammy because I'm sure you felt grief just taking care of her because you knew that she was gradually going. Right. And I know you had a similar experience in being the primary caregiver for your mom and, and seeing, you know, firsthand as, as our moms were progressing and continuing to decline. And that also is a huge loss in real time as, as their mental capacity and physical, you know, capabilities diminish and, there's just a loss there that gradually, you know, just... I know my friend, you know, I, I grieved that whole time taking care of her because I was watching her slowly mm-hmm. fade away. Mm-hmm. And I thought mm-hmm. when I got to the end, you know, the grief wouldn't be so bad. Boy, was I in for a big surprise. You know, the finale mm-hmm. is huge and it's, yes. it doesn't remove it any less. <laughs> it's, it's just as painful, but I had to really be gentle with myself and know 
You know, it's like a cut on your arm. You can't force that cut to heal fast. It's going to take what it takes. And yeah. you got to just let every stage happen. Yeah. Yes. You know, my mom said something very interesting to me when I was, I don't know, maybe in my 30s. She said, you know, kid, I'm 33 years older than you and I'm probably going to die first. Mm. And of course, the thought of that my whole life was like a, it was like a, the apocalypse, right? Like that was the end. And she said, so you have to do one thing for me. Promise me when I die, you won't die too. And I always thought, okay. And I said, okay. And then I thought, oh God, when she dies, I'm completely going to die. So when I was in the hospital that night and I was her caregiver as well, and she was passing and I thought I am going to shut down and die. Mm -hmm. I heard her voice say, when I die, don't you die too. And those first couple of months, I got through the days by thinking, I promise mom, I'm not going to die. I promised her I'm not going to die. And I had all this work lined up. I was showcasing a couple of plays I was producing and I was doing a big charity fundraiser weekend of plays. And I had a a big birthday party that it was happening. I was throwing at the improv for myself and I, everybody was like, are you going to cancel everything? And I thought, no, I promised her I was going to keep going. So I just kind of kept putting one foot in front of the other because I had promised her I wasn't going to shut down. And it's amazing how getting just through each day, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm just going to get through this day, I'm just going to get mm-hmm. through this day and not allowing yourself to go into that shutdown place while you're healing. You know what I mean? Because you're still healing mm-hmm. every day um, yeah. as you move forward. It, it is getting better, even though it doesn't feel like it yet. It is getting better. Um, you just have to kind of keep putting one foot in front of the other. And it's, it's hard, but I think we do it for them because I know none of our moms would have wanted us to die because they died to shut down and have no rest of our lives. I mean, when they're out of their bodies, when my mom first visited me about an hour after she left her body, she was like exalted, like, woohoo, I'm out of the old body and I'm loving it. <laughs> so they're, they're free and they want you to be free too. And they understand, even sometimes in their limited capacity, if their brains are getting, getting fuzzy, they understand what we're going through taking care of them and what we're giving up. And the last thing they want when they pass is for us to continue to just be unhappy all the time and not have a life. They want us to be, to be free and have the best life we can give. Now, that doesn't mean sometimes you don't feel guilty. Sometimes I feel guilty about how amazing my life is right now and she's not here. But then I have to be reminded that she loves where she is and she's exactly where she's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And she just wants me to be happy, too. I think when you lose somebody who is your primary person, um, there's a tremendous amount of survivor's grief that you're still here. There's guilt and grief that you're that you're left behind and you have to find a way to sort of reroute yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree. I know my mom's at peace and that she you know, is in a better place. She's not suffering and that she would want me to continue, you know, she would want me to continue and take those lessons. And, and I know that she continues to guide me and that she is by my side. Yes. Yes. Side Um, by side. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Uh, What are you doing to honor her, Isabel? You know, I think, I think one of the greatest things that I can honor her is my mother lived her life with a great deal of grace and integrity. Mm. And I definitely feel that I'm being challenged to rise above in some situations and 
also to be graceful and show my character and integrity. And I think that my mother would want that. I know that she would. Um, so I think that I can honor my mother by showing that she instilled that in me and that I, I, that I was paying attention, even though at times I'm sure she thought I wasn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. Um, I think that if I can, you know, live my life in the, to the best of my ability um, in an honorable way, I think that she would want that. Absolutely. And because yeah. my mother was a very um, honorable person um, and she, she helped so many people and she, you know, short of being really a saint, she just lived such a wholesome life. Um, and that's how I know that, uh, you know, she is an angel. I know that she is my angel. And uh, of course, I'm, I'm, you know, holding a, a traditional celebration, like a celebration of life. Um, I did go to church uh, on her on her actual birthday on January 14th. And I actually received a message from her at oh, church, which was really beautiful. very powerful. Um, and, you know, those are all really important, important things to me. Was it, was the message about, cause she, I, I, I'm not butting in, but the message that I keep hearing from her, um, here I come with my, you didn't ask for this, but here's my <laughs> psychic message is that she wants you to really <clears throat> achieve all your dreams that all the things that you've been putting on hold, she wants you to do now. And, and specifically in relation to getting your voice out there. I, I think that, you know, that is something that, that she wanted me to do because she always felt like she was, you know, holding me back a little bit, but I chose to make this commitment. But I think that um, there was another loss that I experienced a few years ago. Uh, someone yes. very close to me passed away. Um, and, you know, that loss was tremendous for me. Um, the nature of, of how she passed away and the message that she gave to me was that, she went to that person that she's with that person and yes. that person is, is now at peace and they are together. And that brought me great comfort to know that they are together. And, um, that brought me almost a, a, a sense of resolution, if you will, where I'm much calmer and knowing that they are together and that, um, you know, um, that she's that she's not suffering and that my mom was almost like a conduit, I guess, um, to make that happen. And and very typical my mom, who yes. would just go and extend an arm, you know, ex extend herself <laughs> to help someone else. Yes, yes. And both of them wanting you to get your voice out there. And um in in many different things that you feel impassioned about that it's sort of welling up inside of you. And um, needs to just burst out and be shared with the world. Um, I think we all take that time, Diane. Certainly, you did too, right? You cared for your mom for a long time, and yeah. so it's a long time where you put your own uh, art and your voice and your creativity on hold because she was your priority, right? And this show is kind of part of you bursting out, right? This is you right, your right voice out there. Yeah, I had to put my whole life on hold. But I still did everything I could, you know, I did everything I could to help her on her journey. And, you know, you guys were talking about um, what your, your mom would have wanted from you. It's interesting when you were saying that I was thinking 
at the very end of my mother's life, the very end, I thought she had passed already and she was still hanging on. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know <laughs> that until somebody said she's still alive. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you're kidding me. So at that moment, I could see a little redness in her cheek and I held her hand and I said, mom, I'm going to be okay. It's okay to go. And as soon as I gave her permission and I told her I was going to be okay, that's when the redness left her cheek and she left her body. So, you know, in the spiritual realm, Sheena, I think Mm -hmm. they do want us to carry on Mm -hmm. and, you know, move forward. But Isabel, since we have so little time, I want to know on the mental health side, Mm -hmm. what are you doing to take care of yourself? You know, I'm creating a kind of a meditation, kind of a spiritual room out of my mother's room. Yeah, I have okay. completely changed that room. And uh, it may sound weird, but I actually go in that room every morning and oh, I talk to my mom mm. and I tell my dog, Chub Chub, who's very close to her. I said, you know, grandma says good morning. And we talk to her. And I sometimes I'll read in there. I put a chase lounge in there and I, I read in there because I can feel my mother's presence. Mm-hmm. It's, I can feel her around me. So I allow myself a space to receive that. That's fabulous. You know, you're facing it. And I know so many people who are grieving and they don't want to deal with it at all. They don't want to look at any pictures. They don't want to talk about it but you are dealing with it. You're accepting it. And that is going to move you so much faster through the grief process. Don't you agree, Sheena? A hundred percent. And it's interesting that you say that because um, my mom, when she passed, the first message that she gave me was that I had to open my spiritual practice and I changed my entire life, shifted it out of entertainment and into spirituality because I always listened to my mom when she was alive. Why would I stop now? Um, <laughs> Part of that was moving back here into her home and I do all of my work and all of my shows. I'm literally sitting at her desk right now. And there is an energy to adopting their space, Isabel. And that space that holds so much of their energetic resonance that's left. Right. And using that as the hub for your spirituality and your creativity, because they are there uh, they're there helping you. And I, I think it's beautiful that you go in and you talk to her. It's so important that we stay in communication with them mm-hmm. because they can help us through this. We just have to let them. I actually needed some help um, with something and I prayed to her and she did, you know, I, I it was just really, it's really crazy. I, you know, long story short, I have a rescue dog, a shepherd, and he got away from the foster and it's been raining and I'm like, Oh my God. And we couldn't find him. And I've just been very distraught over it. I didn't need this. And I was up all night and I said, mom, please help me. Please help bring, bring shadow home. And I swear to God, I got a call and his foster's like, I found him. He's home. I'm like, what? We were looking for this dog for three days. And as a rescuer, I mean, that's just, it's just the worst thing that can happen to you that a dog gets out. I'm like, oh my God, you know, three days in Hammett, he's been looking for this dog. I'm like, we're not going to find the shepherd. And he's like, I have him. I found him. I'm like, what? 
And I swear to God, me being up all night asking my, I finally, you know, just asked my mom to help me. And I'm just convinced that my mom had a hand in it. I know that sounds crazy, but I'm just no. convinced. No, that not at all. Had a hand in it. I, I right. really do. I, I really do. Sounds right Ask on. and you shall receive. <laughs> Absolutely. Sweetheart, yeah. you're doing so great. And we're so proud of you. Thank you for Thank being you. our first guest on our first show. That's never easy. And we really appreciate you doing that. And, and please, let us, we're both here for you. Let us know what we can do to make your journey easier. And, um, and we'll be sending lots of love to you and your mom. Thank you both. Thank you for having me. And I, I wish you all the best with the show. It's, it's great. Thank you, Thank sweetheart. You. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know about you, Diane Katz, but I'm kind of liking working side by side with you. <laughs> I, I'm liking it too. <laughs> this is wonderful. We get to show both perspectives and we both relate to each other so well. So thank you. You know, my it's mom happened. used to always say, and you'll hear a million my mom used to say is on the show, and I probably will from <laughs> years too. Yeah. My mom used to always say that that healers are supposed to experience things and sometimes they're tough things, awful things. So then they can help other people through them. They can be teachers. And I just realized today as we were talking to Isabel that maybe that's why my mom passed first. So I could help so many others of you through this as it happened for you. That's um, a possibility. There, you, there's yeah. always a lesson in everything, I believe. And I think my I mom did everything that. purposeful right up to passing. So um, I'm okay to be the OG today. Uh, so <laughs> next up we have my friend Amy. My friend Amy's mom passed last month. Um, they were also extremely close. Her mom was also in her 90s. I think my mom is going to be the baby of the group, having been in her 80s. Um, and, uh, and again, I didn't know that she would say yes to today. And I'm so honored that she's here. So, Amy, welcome. And, and please meet Diane. And we're so happy to have you here. Great to have you, Amy. Thank you. Good to be here. So how are you doing on your journey, sweetie? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Do you want to talk yeah. a little bit about your mom and what she meant to you? And um, she was my world. Um, and uh, it, she just passed away on the 16th of December, so mm. I'm still incredibly shattered and um, not sure quite how to go about my life. I have a lot of big decisions to make. Uh, I heard you talking about um, taking over the space that they've left for you. And yeah. um, right now, um, I basically have a choice between my career and uh, going back home and being around the only anchor I have on this earth, basically. And the career's been going really well and everything, but it's, uh, you know, it's a big thing. And I'm handling it from 425 miles away from where I'm from and where the house and all of that is. So it's um, not been easy. Yeah, it's hard. Um, it's hard, yeah. I, I did it from an hour away and just making that drive back and forth an hour or an hour in traffic in L.A. is seven hours. Um I, I, I don't even know how you're doing it, having to drive five hours each way. I mean, that's, it's, it's insane. And it's, it's hard, right? Because I know there's a part of you that craves being in that space because mm -hmm. that's the space where she is. And we do feel them around us so much, right? When we go there after they've passed. Well, yeah. I mean, her big thing was she wanted to die in her house and she never wanted to go to um, a nursing home and they, 
I sent her there for physical therapy and she only lasted like not even two days. And I promised her I'd bring her back home. So her urn is now, you know, on the mantle above the uh, fireplace and everything. And uh, so, I mean, there's some things that are a little bit um, uh, comforting. And the one thing was when uh, I didn't know it was going to be, you know, she was going to die in a matter of hours. Honestly, we kind of thought that uh, she might get better and I'd be her full-time caregiver and stuff. So, um, you know, plans changed really drastically. But the one thing that comforted me when I was in the room with her that night earlier, um, because she didn't pass away until I was at home in bed already. So at her house. And, um, but uh, when I was there, she's like, she was in bed, she's like, what is that? And what, what is that? What is that over there? And she kept pointing and saying that. And I kept looking. I'm like, well, the closet door says just, there's nothing there. She just kept looking. And then she's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> and within three, three hours, she passed away. So I'm pretty sure. And her eyes were really bad. So I think that it was like the thin, you know, the veil. Sure. That, um, I, I think that probably her sister and her mother and whatnot were probably all waiting there for her. And that's really about the only comfort I have right now. Diane, did your mom see anything like that when she was about to pass? Yeah, she did. She was asking me who the two ladies were behind me. <laughs> I turned around. This was before she was at the finale, you know, but I turned around and I, I said, well, mama, <laughs> I, I don't see anybody, but uh, she did. And later I realized, because I didn't know she was dying yet, you know, and I realized that they must have been here to help her through. Because sure. she wasn't just I hallucinating. Feel confident in that. Yeah. I believe yeah. that. You know, my mom was a, was a psychic medium herself. And so people always ask me, what did she see when she was passing? And the bottom line is uh, nothing. If she saw something, she didn't tell me. So my mom, they, they took her off of the BiPAP machine. And so I could ask her and I said, Mama, we got some decisions to make. What do you want to do? And she said, I don't care what you have to do. Get me out of here. So yeah. I, I put her in end of life care. And man, that Scorpio shot out of her body and she was gone. Like she could not wait to leave the earth. But I thought there was going to be this big thing where she was going to see the light and a rainbow. Yeah, too. And she just went. And I so I think that sometimes we get disappointed. Your story is great, um, Amy and, and Diane. Your story is great. I think sometimes I was a little disappointed. Like, why didn't my mom see Jesus? But um, it, it's just it's just what it is, right? They all have a different experience. And they, for all I know, she saw everything and just didn't tell me. Um. On another note, I'm sorry, Sheena, I was just, I'm watching Amy in the camera. I know our our listeners cannot see the camera, but right. Amy, I, I can see your pain. I can feel it. I, I'm watching you hold your sides. And uh, what are you doing? I asked the last guest this. What are you doing to take care of yourself? Because I know, I know you are raw right now. And uh are you allowing yourself to just feel and cry and hurt? Mm. 
I'm, yeah, I mean, that happens anyway, but uh, the big thing is I just got back um, Sunday night from um, doing all the uh, legal stuff for my mom. Mm -hmm. I went back and spent the last week there. Oh, there's so much you know, Luckily, she put everything into a living trust, so it wasn't as bad as it could be. But I had to do all that legal stuff and everything. I'm the only kid, mm -hmm. and I'm all that's left. So I've had to do all of that, and that's been pretty rough. But I'm hoping now that I've gotten most of that out of the way that I can just kind of grieve. I just, I've had to go right back to work, and I work in a busy television station and stuff and it's just chaos as it is so it's it's a little weird keeping it all together and i'm doing what i can but um i know I it's gonna take a long time that. and i know that i will absolutely never be the same person i was before mm -hmm. and that's okay uh, and that's hopefully how i'll be better yeah that's yeah. okay yeah that's okay yeah. and that's how it should be i think staying busy and having a busy job is the best thing for you right now because it's allowing the time to pass. It's allowing you to heal and it's keeping you busy while you do so that you don't have every day to just sit and think about it. I mean, right. I think that's what got, like I said, that when, when Isabel was yeah. on earlier, that's what got me through. If I had had to sit with it and didn't have a million things to do that first three months, I, I don't know that I would have gotten through it. That, that first three months saved me. Yeah, that's why I say give yourself a grief time so you don't sit there all day, you know, feeling it, hurting, grieving. Uh, if you give yourself a grief time, then when the time is over, you can shut that switch off and say, I'm not allowed to do this right now, not until tomorrow or whatever time yeah. you want to do it. And I have and, to take a lot of pharmaceuticals just to make myself right on a regular basis. I don't that know how that always works too. Work. And then there's that. I'm gonna have to call my psychiatric nurse and up my dosage if I'm gonna do that. <laughs> you know, whatever you can do to get through the first few months, those are the most brutal. And uh, you know, I'm at the a year mark right now, Amy. And the first six months. And I was so overwhelmed with having to do all the legalities myself. You know, like you said, there was a trust in a will, but still there's so much you have to take care of. I mean, that'll be a whole nother show, but there's just yeah. so many things you have to do when a parent dies. And a lot of people don't realize that. And somebody has to do it. So it was my job to do it. And I took care of it. And that kept me preoccupied for several months. It certainly does. <laughs> and yeah. then I was nobody, planning the memorial. So, and, and nobody has any sympathy for you. Everybody acts like you're trying to steal your own money. Like you go to the bank with the trust and they act like you're trying to steal your own money from you. Um, somebody, somewhere, somebody should teach classes to people that work in banks and for insurance companies for how to have more empathy um, when, when dealing with people who are grieving. Yeah. You know, on that note, Sheena, I, that's another thing that I think Amy should do. Amy, Amy, talking to people, talking to people that can relate to you, that you trust too. I mean, yeah, you, can't just, you, you can't just go on social media. I've seen people go on social media and they try to get, you know, they try to get everything resolved with their friends online and you don't have very empathetic you know, people sometimes oh, yeah. and they'll throw you back into the worst place. So it's really important that you talk to others, share as much as you can.
uh, write about it, sing about it. Uh, you know, I, I wrote a song. Yeah, go ahead. It's been really helpful to be back home, though, too, because I've been hanging out with childhood friends. Oh, that's, that's nice. Right. Come that's out of the woodworks. And these are people that have known my mom since I was a little girl. They mm -hmm. knew my mom, too. Awesome. So I've, I've had a lot of friends, long-term friends, people that I've known since I was real, real little come over. And my mom's best friend, who lives out there in Torrance, actually, um, she's been calling me a lot and checking on me. And that was my mom's best friend. And when I first moved out to LA, she let me stay out there for a couple of weeks with her in Torrance. And that's kind of how I started my whole career and everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's nice to talk to my mom's best friend and, and have all that. that. That's so. wonderful that you have that. Very you good. Know, something interesting. And here I go is woo woo girl about how there are no accidents. So when my mom passed, Amy was on the phone with me immediately after because my mom died at sunrise. So all my L.A. friends had to go to bed and Amy was on the East Coast. So she had just gotten up. <laughs> so when my mom passed, um, that first three or four hours, the hardest time, right? Um, that's when Amy was with me that whole time. And I don't know what I would have done without her. The night that Amy's mom was so sick and crucial, um, I was on the phone texting her and I was at a birthday party for Gay Ann, who's our next guest. Is oh, that wow. the weirdest thing? How everybody ties together, how everything is so tied together. So that I was bizarre. literally texting from Gay Ann's party, Amy, who was texting me about what was going on with her mom. So it's, it's important, I think, at times like this for us to lean on our faith and our spirituality. And for us to know that we're all so close and our souls are so interwoven together and we're not alone. We're not really separated from those who've passed and we're not separated from those who are on the earth together. And, uh, and like I said to Isabel, Amy, your mom knows that you've made a lot of choices to be near her in your life. And now you have the ability to do anything you want with your life for the rest of your life with her guidance and support, right? She's going to, she will always be there to support you and love you and um, take care of you. And now, now you, you're starting the next chapter of anything you want to do is all good. And that was part of the plan. Anyway, um, we had a plan of what I was going to do and how I was going to come back. And I'm pretty sure I'm just going to continue and do that plan. And beautiful just go and enjoy my life and not make my career be so much and everything else so big. You're going to yeah. find that there are no more big deals. <laughs> you know, after we lose somebody like our parent that we're so close to, nothing seems as big anymore. That yeah. was like, and I've, done it. I've been there, did it. You know, I came yeah. from a little tiny town in the middle of nowhere and I did my thing in LA. I've lived all over the country working in entertainment I mean, how much more excitement do I need? I don't know. <laughs> well, we always need excitement. <laughs> right, right. I'll find it somehow. But You, you will. Know. You will. I have faith in you. Look at you open up. I see you now. Look yeah. at that smile. That's nice. Yeah. Amy's the best. And she's going to come out here and visit us a lot because it's, L.A. is good for her, too. Oh, oh I know. There's a part of me that maybe I could end up in a couple of years selling that house and going out there. I'm waiting for you guys to have big earthquakes so everybody gets scared and leaves. <laughs> well, 
let me tell you, uh, D- Diane and I can both attest to the fact that you need to come live in Surf City because it is the best place in the world okay. for quality of life. Oh, uh, it's amazing. Well, I want to be south anyway, like San Diego or something like that now. Yeah, this is I'm south. older. You're going to like go this. south. This well, I look south. forward to meeting you, Amy. If you're a friend of Sheena's, you're a friend of mine. Absolutely. Same here. Same we're here. Sure. Thank you. Hun, we're sending you so much love and light on your journey, and we're so happy that you were here with us. Thank you. We're so honored, and and we're here if you need us, both of us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Wow. Beautiful guest, right? Did your mom die? Did your mom die on the twenty first? Yes, the twenty first of December. So she died on Yule. That's oh a, yeah. That's an amazing Celtic holiday. That's the shortest day of the year that ushers in the winter. That's that's actually honest legit Christmas that uh the uh you know that's the the old Christmas before there was Christmas. That wow. uh, what a magic day for her to have passed on because that's a day when the the veil is very thin. That's a very magic day. I don't know why it never occurred to me to tell you that before now. Wow. Sometimes and she was you, a nice Jewish girl. Right. And she got a nice pagan holiday, like a good, like a good, a friend to the Irish. <laughs> oh, God. I feel guilty for laughing after listening to everybody's pain. No, but you know what? We're all going to laugh through this together and get through this together. And I think that both Isabel and Amy have retained a beautiful sense of humor and sense of grace um, in what has happened. And I think that is the most important thing. You know, they're they're both, I think, a um, an example for others of of how to handle the worst thing in your life. I'll tell you something really interesting that I my best friend and I've known her since I was fourteen. She's not somebody to like throw out gushy compliments, right? She's like a tough Irish chick, and you don't always hear. She's not a gusher. And one day she said the most beautiful thing to me that I will never forget my whole life. She said, "I'm going to cry, Diane." She said, "I'm so proud of you. You'll never know how proud I am of you." for taking what should have been the worst thing in your life and, and making something beautiful out of it. Oh, and, wow. and that's a hundred percent my mom. That was because of my mom, because that's how my mom was. My mom was the, the queen of making lemonade out of a, you know, a, a dung heap. Yeah. And, so is um, my mother. Absolutely. And, and, you know, those women, all these women, right? Isabel's mom, Amy's mom, your mom, my mom, they were depression era chicks. Like they fought through the hard stuff. Right, right. And they knew not to sweat the small stuff and worry about every little thing. And um, if there's anything in my life that I'm proud of, it's one of those things is exactly what she said, that I've I've tried to make good and honor my mom by doing good things for the world because she passed and not like being angry or, oh, I'm so mad at everybody. My mom passed because that's that's not what any of our moms want. Right. Well, you know, Sheena, I'm proud of you. I am so honored to do this show with you because you are such a wonderful teacher and mentor to me. Thank you. You know, so. I learned a lot from you. So you. I just, I, I need you to know that I'm proud of you too. I appreciate that. And I'm so honored to be your friend. You're one of the best things that's happened to me this year. Um, <laughs> is, is becoming better friends with you. And I'm, I'm so excited. Every time we get to talk, I'm like, it's Diane on the phone. <laughs> and I get so excited because you're so awesome. Uh, let's bring our last guest in. This is, of course, our mutual friend, Gay-Anne. And, um, and, and isn't that strange that Amy's mom passed on uh, during Gay-Anne's birthday party? Um, that is bizarre. 
it's what Gan's mom has gone gone, I believe, a little over two years. Uh, let's bring Gay on. Is that right, Gay A little over two years? Yes, as a matter of fact. Hi, Diane. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Gay Hi, sweetheart. Um, my mother passed away because I'm listening to everyone. Um, she passed November 2nd, 2021, and that's All Souls Day. And mm -hmm. in the Catholic religion, I don't, I mean, I don't know about Christian, but like the other Christian people, but <clears throat> I know it's Catholic. And it's like weird that she was sort of waiting for that. Mm -hmm. And another weird thing that I noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, is that I'm an only child. Gina's mm -hmm. an only child. Yeah. Amy's and, an only child. And I think yeah. Isabel's an only child. Or I could be wrong. No, Isabel's not an only child, okay. but the three of us definitely are. Yes. And, mm -hmm. um, um, uh, yeah. And there's that moment, right. Where you, yeah. and I, I know Amy said this today, I don't know if yours was the same way, but my mom was the baby of the family. So when she passed, everybody else was already gone. Mine too. My mother. And too. So I was literally an orphan on the earth. Yeah. And I keep telling people that, um, I'm like, you know, I really don't have family. Um, cause that's it. It was the three of us. I, I've got cousins. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, you know, I was you know, raised by wolves in the wilderness, but I'm not close. To my, I am not close to my cousins. Never have, never have been. They were also so much older than me because both my father and my mother were the babies of their family. And they both were kind of like, um, like the, the accidents, so their so their children so my uncles and aunts were way older than them and their kids were way older than me so you know it's like okay whatever um but yeah um but i totally resonated with you know hey look sheena you know this i mean my mother passed uh she did not put things in a trust oh joy to the world um oh, no. I, oh no i'm gonna get screwed big time um and um but that's not the reason why I'm holding on to the house. The house is in New Jersey. It's it's been there. Um, it's my cousins check it out. It's just um partially really hard, although it's better it's getting better. Um, I've always didn't I didn't want to go. It was just too much to do it on my own and and more of the emotional than you know getting yes. people to help me, you know. So I think I'm ready, and I don't know if I'm ready because I'm still using the word think. But I'm going to try to see if 2024 will be the year that I can actually go to New Jersey for a long period of time and um, deal with all that stuff. This is yeah. something that I tell everybody, and I should have said earlier. I know I said it to Diane. I should have said it to Isabel and to Amy. Nobody can tell you when it's time to stop grieving. And nobody can tell you when it's time to go through someone's stuff. I didn't touch this house for six years. I mean, I came and I visited and I flushed the toilets and cleaned the pool, <laughs> but I did not, nobody lived in this house for six years because I just couldn't face it. And even now I live in half the house, half the house is shoved into rooms. Part of it's waiting for a remodel. I haven't gone through all her stuff. And you know what? I don't feel anybody has a right to tell you when. And so many people told me, oh, you just need to pull a dumpster up in front of the house and keep five things and throw everything else out. To me, that was such like a sacrilege for what my mom meant to me. Well, it's hard to put all her stuff in a dumpster and then, you know, start over. And, and it's funny because when I moved in here, which was kind of an accident, I didn't mean to stay. I had always thought, well, someday I'll, you know, put all this other furniture in this house. If I keep it, I'm going to get all, uh, man, I love her furniture and I'm keeping almost all of it I have kept because it's the furniture I grew up with. Yep. And it's, and it's, it's so important. It was important to her. So it's important to me and anything I'm going to go like walk into a furniture store and buy is going to be more important than something my mom loved and, 
and I've known for 50 something years and she loved for 10 years before that. It was my grandmother's. You know, I just think we can't let people ask, force us to make all the decisions while we're still grieving because you don't have to and you can't undo the decisions you make. Do you agree with that, Diane? Yeah. And, you know, we grieve so differently, each of us. And I noticed as you were talking about your couches and her belongings and everything, when my mom passed, I donated her clothes immediately. Sure. I couldn't look at them. I It was yeah. so painful. Now I'm kicking myself because, you know, I want to, I just want to hold one of her shirts, but right. luckily I have a few things. Um, but no, I mean, every person grieves in their own way. Is there any amount of time that it should be over? No, like you said, it, it takes what it takes. The only thing that I might be, uh, yeah, I might feel differently about it is that the sooner you do it, the more you do it, you desensitize yourself. So if you can gradually, you know, face some of those things and do some of those things sooner rather than later, it's not going to be as painful. It heals the wounds quicker. But again, there's no set time. But Diane, that, that's all subjective. You know, I mean, what that's you're saying, true. it's like, mm -hmm. I'm a Capricorn. I block <laughs> things out right away. You know, I desensitize <laughs> myself right away. I go into that. Yes, I'm an only child. Yes, I'm an orphan. Yes, my mother died. And that's, and that and it happened when my father passed too. I just go right in to paper, all that stuff. I do stuff. And then I, 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 I to forget about desensitize. I like move on, but it was harder with my mom because I moved my mom in with me in 2015. So she actually lived in my home till 2021. And I have to say just for my own personal space to move on in a way, I did get rid of all her clothing mm -hmm. and all her medical machines. I had to have my mm -hmm. home completely like cleared of that. I, I kept some stuff because that was bogging me down in my own home where I would like face grief every day at every place that I looked that I knew she was with. But it, 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 and you know, sometimes it made me happy more times at the time it made me cry, but I had to do it for my own personal space. Now the house in New Jersey, that's, you know, 20, that's my childhood. And that's a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder when it's your childhood. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not, I don't know that I even have emotions around it now. Now I'm having gone through it. When I go through it and I start calling you both weeping, then you'll know I still have emotion. <laughs> but um, for me, it's just that I, I hadn't decided yet what I wanted to do with any of it. So I decided the compromise was to, to, to block off a couple of rooms and move everything in there, move into the house and live in the house and see how I felt about it. Um, and I had every intention that maybe I was just going to rent it. And then I fell in love with it. And slowly but surely, I've gotten rid of a couple of pieces of furniture that my mom added later. And I brought some other things in that I think she would have loved. I adopt antique furniture off the next door app. So uh -huh. I've done some of that. Um, but I'm try as I do it, it's interesting because I, of course, wanted to make it a, a beautiful environment for my feline son, Cullen. But I also want to make it a place my mom feels proud of. I, and as I do things for the house, I think about, would she like this? Would she like that? And I try to make the house a place that honors her. And uh, like I said, one of my favorite things is that I do all my shows at her desk. And um, she loved this desk. She loved her office. 
and I've made it even more spiritual than it was. And I think she, I've added things she would love. And um, I, you know, so I think it's okay to continue to honor them for the you've rest embra- of the time. You've embraced every aspect of your mother yeah. in that house. You know, I've noticed yeah. that. And that's why you can talk about it so freely now without, you know, really falling into uh, well, like for me, a hysterical mess, but <laughs> what do they call that? An ugly cry. Yep. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you've embraced every aspect I've watched you. And I think it's really done, uh, wonders for you in the healing department. Yeah. I, it's, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, I've seen Sheena, God, Sheena and I've known each other a really long time and your mom passed yeah. before mine. So you were sort of mentoring me if I don't even know if it's mentoring but mentoring me through grief and stuff like that because you know if I you know I would always just I mean always but I would like always reach out to Sheena at that but you know Sheena I want to say that you know you're lucky because you know the house is here you're local you know mine's 3,000 miles away and um I think part of me is the angst of knowing I'm not going to move back to New Jersey so it's actually selling the house. And that is where I have like panic attacks thinking that that ultimately is it. Because if my mother lived here, you know, I'd keep her house. But it's and all her furniture. I don't care how much it's going to spend. She has the coolest mid-century modern original furniture, which is so my thing. I don't care if it costs me thousands and thousands to have it shipped to California. Yes. I'm, gonna, I'm I'm keeping it. Do it. Yes, do it. Yeah. It's uh yes, and, and it's um and you know, and know that she's with you and she enjoys that and she will love that you bring her furniture out. Um it's uh well the funny part is growing up, I always say I hate this I hated this furniture. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, no, I did the same thing. I'm gonna get rid of all this and yep. I'm gonna go to IKEA and buy some furniture I like. Yep. Yeah, isn't that funny? And now I'm like I love this coffee table. I remember when I sat on it when I was two. <laughs> well, now I feel ashamed. I gutted the house and I took all the furniture and I got rid of everything and wow. remodeled the whole house while taking care of my mother. Wow. You scorched the earth like a Scorpio. Look yes, at you, you did. Um, that's okay. It's, it's okay. And we all, you know, this is the thing. I think sometimes when I'm giving myself a hard time and I think we all beat ourselves up too much, right? I remember that there was a time when I thought I wasn't going to live on the earth without her. I was just going to cease to be. So every day that I'm here and I'm productive and I'm helping people and I'm paying my bills and I'm taking care of the cat and I'm being a good friend um, and I'm being a good spiritual counselor to people, I'm doing my thing without her and I'm okay. Um, that's enough. I don't have to like be a hundred percent over the grief. I don't have to always be a rock star. You just have to keep breathing and get through each day. Right. Well, and well, be first productive. of all, let me interject. The three of us don't have to be rock stars. We were born that way. Okay. So, um, <laughs> that's number one. Number two, um, I would say the greatest gift my mother gave me, um, when she passed was I had to grow up. Oh, I had yeah. to grow up. Um, she was always there, I, you know, and it was always like a support system and that's what I missed the most. And in like, just coming to her for everything, like asking her for her advice, we fought like cats and dogs, but, but knowing that there was one person that one person on this earth that only had my best interest in mind, even if we didn't agree. So in losing her. Yeah, I lost part of my world. 
I lost part of my, it, it's like I had to grow up. I, 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 I realize, and that was a big thing. I'm realizing the people that were my friends or family that I chose were really some of them pieces of crap. Um, and weren't there for me when I needed it. So, you know, I'm actually like starting, I feel like I'm rebirthed where I'm starting to meet new people and sort of, I guess, have the word discernment and sort of brave this whole world life at 60 years old to be an adult on my own um, to get those skills. And it's been really hard when you've been protected, you know, when you go, okay, I don't give a shit if I don't have friends. I have my mom. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's really hard at 60 to sort of like start to make a family, you know, and, um, and I've been burned. Sheena knows a lot of the story, but by people who I loved and trusted. And um, so it's now I'm in therapy, shocking, um, <laughs> trying to um, figure out, you know, how to protect myself, how to be discerning. Um, you know, understanding that my relationship with my mom was codependency. Um, you know, it's stuff that people talk shitty about, but it's okay if it's with your mom, you know, yeah. but then yeah. those things of codependency and, you know, all that shit, you know, that is also in my real life. So I, I you know, being, having it with mom is one thing, but other people not so healthy for me. And, and I never had to set boundaries. I'm, I'm learning, oh my God, how to say no to people. Oh shit. That is the hardest thing for me, you know? And so beautiful. you're doing great, sweetheart. You're doing so great. We're totally out of time. Thank you for being here oh, thank and sharing you. your story. We love you so much. And thank Diane and I are both here for you. Thank you, Gayan. Bye. Thank you. Well, we did it, buddy. We got through our first show. What do you think? We did. We <laughs> made it to the other side, side by side. <laughs> we did. We made it to the other side, side by side. Uh, please look for us on Facebook. We have a page, side by side show. Please follow us there. Uh, website, uh, we'll, we'll send you there, sidebysideshow.com. I'm at sheenametalspiritual.com. Diane? DianeCats.com and Sheena, you know, this is my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mama. Happy and birthday, I mama. have written a song, you know, to process uh, some of my feelings. And I think we're going to play. How about we play that at the end of the show? We're going to play that right now till we see you next week. Keep healing. Keep getting healthy. And remember that everything spiritual and everything psychological lives in you side by side. And that's why we're here. I'm Sheena Metal and I'm a psychic medium. And I say, keep the love alive. Diane Katz is a mental health professional. And uh, here's a song she wrote for her mom. We'll see you next time. Watching you fade away was a heart. Thing. Life will never be the same. What will my future bring? I know I must be strong, and I know life goes on. I want you. Tears and my cries The 
Night's past red and ice is at you I hear Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.